May we find the still centre, the pause in the day that gathers, stills and restores us. May we make a space that deadens the worry and lets peace pour in, that balm that heals and restores us. May we hold back the words and leave a silent curve of wonder and expectation of what is yet to be. May we gather here, each as we are, from all our distances to this place you have called home. Hello. Thank you for letting us make this space with you again today where we can linger and long and gather just as we are, bringing the world that we have experienced this week and know it is loved and it is redeemed. I'm Roddy Hamilton, the minister in New Kilpatrick, and given all the recent headlines of the pandemic roller coaster this week, let's place all that here and find in among all the stories Another story of peace, of patience, of God. And find time to breathe in God a little more slowly and pause a little longer and slow down everything that we might know a God and a love right here beside us. Let us pray. Holy God, in your longing for us to pause and reach out to you, may you reach out to us and meet us in all we have been this week. May we bring the words that have hurt and the headlines that have worried and the anxiety that has troubled, and let you hold it all for us, here, now. Holy God, loving God, ever-present God, may we trust what we dare believe of that love that reaches into our world, through the heart, to touch us. A love that creates a space for all the words we need to use to speak of our living and draws us to listen to a promise that calls us by name, knows us by name, speaks each of our names and tells us you understand, you grasp, you recognise each concern. In such a place, may you encourage and enrich with compassion and grace each word and every silence of our prayers. Our Father, who is in heaven, 
hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. There are two extremes in the story today. The rush of healing and teaching and doing things and the wilderness praying, pausing and reflecting. And they sit side by side. Here's a couple of hours in the life of Jesus. The reading is taken from Mark chapter 1, verses 29 to 39. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came out and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered around the door, and he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place and prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him when they found him, they said to him, everyone is searching for you. He answered, let us go to the neighboring towns so that I may proclaim the message there also, for that is what I came out to do. And he went through Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. Apparently, if you wish to increase your lifespan, lower your stress levels, boost your intelligence, and want fuller, thicker hair, all you need to do is read. Now, you can get all of that, apparently, and more from just reading a book. Now, I understand most of that, except the, the thicker hair part, but that was according to an article on the best books to read during lockdown. Now, I've still got the pile I was going to read during the first lockdown. If only I could read them quicker or spend a whole day just reading. There are actually only two books I've ever read in one day. And both times, you got a closer or a clearer sense of how fast the story ran. Which is what we often miss reading Bible stories in church. We do weekly instalments, forgetting all these stories of Jesus happen back to back. If you want a book to read in one day, can I suggest you try Mark's Gospel? It's not very long, 16 chapters, but you'll get a sense of how quickly things happen. Events we imagine take a whole day in the life of Jesus happen in only a few minutes, 
before he's propelled onto and into the next incident. And that's what's been happening over the last few weeks. We've taken three weeks to tell a story that happened in less than three hours. Jesus has preached in the synagogue, confronted a demoniac, healed Peter's mother-in-law, and then found himself in a quiet place to pray, only to be interrupted to go and do more healing. This is what I came to do, says Jesus. One thing after another. And in all that rush, all that rush, what did he come to do? Heal? Teach? Confront? We remember so many individual stories separated from each other, we perhaps miss the bigger picture. When Jesus says, this is what I came to do. So let's imagine ourselves at the beginning, hearing rumours about Jesus. Now remember, we're an occupied people. Life under empire isn't good. The Pax Romana, the famous Roman peace, where the occupied were allowed to live their religion and local customs, really isn't any kind of freedom. It's quite brutal. It's our customs, but it's their way. The reality was life under empire did not invite the fullness of life. Yet here was someone who was inviting that. This is what I came to do. Not just curing people, but reattach them to each other. Create community again. This is what I came to do. Those who were ill included back into the community which cut them off because of the fear others had of their illness. This is what I came to do. The possessed, freed back into life again and their families. This is what I came to do. He spoke truth to power, shaming those who bound up the lives of the least. This is what I came to do. Everything Jesus did. When you join up all the stories from exorcisms, table turnings, teaching, eating with sinners and tax collectors, confrontation with authorities, was about enabling people to find their humanity again, their relationships with each other again, in a religion and an occupation that did the opposite. He came to enable people to find the fullness of life in a system that denied that. This is what I came to do, says Jesus. All the individual stories come together and we discover that bigger story that calls us through the other side of this pandemic, bringing all our stories together and invites our teaching, healing and spiritual care to challenge that which corrupts our communities, relationships and parish and bring people back into community. Called to be the church of this bigger story that calls all our communities into the fullness of life. This is what I came to do. But there is a coda to all of this, and it is profoundly important. The yang to the yin of all that speed at which Jesus moved in sharing the kingdom. 
It always had him end up in the same place, wilderness and prayer. Looking after our spiritual needs is vital if we are part of this story. The wilderness times, to admit what we can and cannot do, to connect with that which is bigger than us and know we are all part of it. To find the space within us that knows us as we are and loves us. That deeper meeting place, not set with words, but a place for silence and being and rest, where we can sense a truth. We are loved, held, known, beyond everything that is happening in the rush and speed and anxiety of life. And while we can have grand visions of what the church can be like after pandemics, we also need the now in which to be held and loved and trusted and cared for. A place to breathe in God. And love is never far and hope is real. And God is closer than that breath we have just taken. Listening God, here we are again, laying before you our concerns for our troubled world, just as the people brought to Jesus all the sick and suffering of the villages which he was visiting. We remember in our prayers all those who are ill, from whatever cause, and all their anxious relatives and friends, and we ask that they can feel that they are enfolded in your love. Be with all those who have lost a loved one, famous or known only to family and friends, and assure them that they will meet again in your presence. Loving God, bless all the caregivers in our communities and strengthen them in the challenges they face. Help us in our determination to include everyone in our circle of care and to look out for our neighbours all the time and not just in times of trouble. Inspire all those who lead us in community, that we may all work together and in harmony to build back better for the world and future generations. Creator God, the first tentative signs of spring are appearing among the continuing signs of winter, just as the first signs of hope and progress have appeared in our communities. Help us to remember the sense of all being in this together with which this journey began a year ago and to nourish, cherish and protect those vulnerable beginnings instead of falling into vaccine wars and selfishness. Forgive us our short memories, our readiness to embrace a selfish nationalism and our lack of humility, but rather Help us to remember the motivation which drove so many to create a vaccine for all and inspire us to take a lead in helping to bring about your kingdom of peace, equity and love. All these things we ask of you, so be it. Amen. And the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the commonwealth of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore.
Amen. Once more, thank you for inviting us to join you again. To thank you to Jim who read and to Alistair who prayed. We are busy online at nkchurch.org.uk where you can catch up with all our events, subscribe to our weekly newsletter and email, where we also have quizzes and sing songs and discussions and coffee. This week we continue our global discussion of faith and life uh, with Babylon Files, but with a colleague from Australia who will be Zooming in live for us. We're meeting on Wednesday morning at 10am for that. We have another virtual choir forming to record something for Easter, so if you like to sing, the information again is on the website and in this week's bulletin. Also, an Easter project growing, or a couple of Easter projects growing, and the information again is on the website and in the email. Next week, it is our anniversary service. That's the 14th of February. We'll have a video, as always, and a podcast, as always, but we'll also do a live Zoom service at 10.30 and the website will take you there. So it's busy, busy, busy. But we've just heard we should find a quiet place in the midst of everything. So I'm off to do just that. Hope you are too. Take care. <laughs>